What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This episode 251 for the week of September 4th, 2022. And the title of this week's episode is, and you know what's funny? Before I even say what the title of this week's episode is, I'd actually go back and look through the previous episodes to make sure I never use this yet. Because I feel like this has come up so often, so frequent, that I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. And I sure shit, I never used it. So this is the first time. The title of this week's episode is Infinite Disappointment. That one hurts. A little bit. But you uh, know what? After I was done... Also, what's up, Winkler? Welcome back. Uh, I will say this. When I was thinking of a title for this week's episode, and after I put it down in the sh- in the show notes and everything... I sat back and I thought to myself, is it really that bad? And obviously we're going to talk about it. It's our topic of this week. And, I, and believe it or not, I don't think I have a rant. So there's that. But then I thought about, I'm like, you know, it is disappointing. So I'm going to keep the title the way that it is. But I don't want it to sound like as clickbaity as one might think. Because, yes, I am disappointed in, in the news that we got over the weekend. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's kind of where we're at. We have to we have to live with it, which is disappointing. So that's why I kept the title the way it is. But I I digress. My name is Josh A.K. Shaker Fire. This week I'm joined by the man who almost matched in the Envy and Optic stuff, but instead is wearing the championship whites is what I'm going to call them. But for Envy, hopefully the not cursed ones. Will, a.k.a. I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday? Oh, Jesus Christ, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Money Tuesday. <laughs> oh! Whoa. <laughs> I haven't screamed in a while. Yeah, you had to get that out? Yeah, it's just kind of funny because oh. I scream all the time. <laughs> Beth, thank you for the 28-month resub. You get a whoa! 28 Will. fucking months. Wow. 28. Will, how are you doing on this Tuesday evening? I'm doing all right, you know. Uh, work today, which is... Oh, always a fun time? Yeah, wonderful time. <laughs> Always great. And now I'm here for the show. So I'm Hell excited yeah. to talk some Halo and move forward. What about you? How was your day? Uh, my day was busy, but more so, I mean, obviously work too, but like more so in the, like getting stuff ready for home stuff. Uh, I was telling Will before we recorded that we're working on getting a new, um, water softener, getting a new furnace, uh, especially when weather's going to be taking, uh, we're, I hate to say it, but yes, we will be leaving summer soon. Yeah, especially um, football season starting. Yep. That means we're on the verge of fall. Yep, it's right there. And I hate it, but it is. It is what it is. I, I'm not I, the thing. I'm probably least excited about is all the leaves falling and me having to pick that shit up. Clean up the leaves. But the, yeah, but that's besides the point. Uh, Carnage, welcome back. Says made two weeks in a row. Let's go. Let's go. Hell yeah! Welcome back. I'm never mind. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. But yeah. Um, I totally lost my train of thought because Josh. I was, I was going to say daddy and oh, then, fuck. but I didn't. So then I, I, I can't not. So I did. You got, uh, what do we got coming up on this episode, Josh? Thank you for bringing the show back on the rails. I appreciate it. The United grunt classic comes into view. HCS, HCS, playoff bundles have been announced and released. Another player for Fnatic enters free agency because that team can't do anything together. Uh, tournaments are announced and recapped, including the conclusion to the final regional event leading into Orlando. And we have our topic of the Halo Infinite roadmap update. 
Uh, and like I said, believe it or not, probably not a rant this week, but that's besides the point. Will, let's get into some combative news. Europa Halo teases new merch. This is by Europa Halo. This is what, what's this new merch? And I said, give it to me. And you, uh, you always want the merch. I do want the merch. And they said that uh, they're going to be, they're looking to work on stuff uh, for worlds. Oh, they blurred it. Yeah, they fucking blur. It's a tease. It's a fucking tease. Bro. Come on, man. I bet if we just reach out to the DMs and be like, hey, can you just send us what it was going to be? Like, can we just you see know, it, please? I still have that Nike zip up. Same here. It's so it's so good. It it's was awesome. such a nice hoodie. Yeah, it's awesome. Ooh. It's embroidered. Shit's fucking awesome. Um, Beth says, funny how that idea brings about totally opposite feelings depending upon where you live. I'm like, thank God summer's almost over. Okay, Beth, you live in fucking... Beth! It's hot as hell there. You live in the, the hottest, like section of Texas possible and it only gets worse as the summer goes on for you. I don't envy you. Like I get it, but you know, I'm not saying our summers don't suck because they do in their own way. It's just, I, I do feel bad for you like that. That sucks. I just also hate winter because in Minnesota, we get like dramatically fucking cold winters Yeah, and they suck and I don't like them. Cause I'm a fucking freeze baby. Is that my problem? Yes. But I still do not like it in the slightest. I cannot fucking stand it. Um, and hello to that F1. fine guy. Is it fine? F one. Any, I'm going to say fine guy. Yeah. Says hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Europa halo is also looking for casters. This is by Europa halo. They state, hello casters. We need you. We have a massive project at the end of the year and require some new casters to join the team. If you're interested, send us a DM to find out more. So if you are a caster, I don't think it has to be EU, but like if you're easily available, I would say reach out to them in the DMs. And just keep in mind the time distance or difference. Just you know? a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, also, if you want to, should we say it? Can we say it? Should we say it? Is it happening for sure? I think so. We're on the we're on the ticket? I think so. Yeah, go for it. All right, fuck it. If you guys want to see us casting, yes, us, uh, for better or worse, probably worse, if you oh. want to see us casting something, we'll be casting a Halo Rec League match on Thursday this week. So, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbass saying. You love it, though. I hate it. I love to hate it. But, yeah, if you want to see us uh, cast some Halo, like I said, for better or worse and probably worse, then uh, check out the Halo Rec League stream on Thursday. We, I think we have the, the first game yes, of we, the night. We'll have to be sure to um, send out a tweet when we're going live on the on the Rec League channel. It'll be, it'll be a fun time. It'll be a fun time. That fine guy says, let's go. I want to see that. Can I join? Uh, if you join the stream, uh, it's at uh, Halo Rec League on Twitch. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that is what their channel is. Yeah. So go check it out. Go uh, follow them, and uh, we'll probably see you on Thursday. And we're going to do great. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> we are going to do something. We are something. going to do something. It's going to be, I don't even know. I'm excited. I got to, like, mentally prepare myself. Yeah. Can, uh, I want. I need to reach out and be like, okay, who are we casting? Get the names. Get the, you know. Yeah. No, like, no, I don't think you should, because I think the funniest part is you fucking up their names live. 
I want to know who I'm. Oh, I think it'd be hilarious. What the what the series layout's gonna be? I I at least want like. Oh sure. I want to do my research here. Oh, I want I want to do this in at least a somewhat professional. No, fashion. absolutely. I definitely like. Yes, there's gonna be some jokes and whatnot, but no, I de- I genuinely want to be like. No, this is he's Shio reached out and, and well, you joked about it, but I then she was like, "Let's do it," and we're like, "Oh, f- okay." It's happening. So, yeah, it's happening. United Grunt Classic information by United. What's up, Martin? Welcome back. The talent has been announced. This includes Clutch, Active, Why Not, and Shyway as casters, and the host is Jolly. The prize pool breakdown is 7th and 8th will take home 500 bucks, 5th and 6th $1,000, 4th $2,000, 3rd $4,000, 2nd $6,000, and 1st place will take home a whopping $10,000. And then if you're going to make a donation, which you absolutely should, they're going to go to URRAD. 100% of donations received during the stream will go to URRAD, raising money for those unable to afford mental health care costs. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm really glad we have another partner team putting on an event. Yep. And the fact that the do- donations are going to um, those costs are, it's just incredible. It is incredible. So good to see more activity going on because we definitely need it. Yes. And uh, as Tashi uh, stated previously, there will be more in the future. So yes. stay tuned. And then finally, Will, I mentioned this earlier, Ranked Doubles Update. This is by Halo Support, and they state, the Ranked Doubles matchmaking playlist has been updated so that all maps have an equal likelihood of appearing. No download is needed for this update, but if you're currently playing, restart Halo Infinite to ensure you receive this backend update. And no, they did not receive, they did not remove the sword from Catalyst, so mm. get fucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it's stupid too, but at least the weighting is equal now across all the maps within the playlist. So that's at least something. You skipped over something. Did I? Oh my God. I'm such an idiot. I'm sorry. See, I'm fucking no, I'm paying attention to my own show notes. Uh, <laughs> HCS playoff bundles have been announced and released as a matter of today. The announcement is we're in the end game. Now new HCS partner team playoff bundles are coming to halo infinite available September 6th. That is today at the time of this recording and the playoff bundles are packed with goods, a mark seven coding, a BR coding, a weapon charm and a nameplate and emblem. And these new codings will not be kits. You'll be able to apply customization options to your mark seven core and battle rifle. The only semi complaint that I had about this And I know, like, holy shit, how could you complain about this? This is awesome. There's no kits associated with it. I know! But it wouldn't be me if I didn't have something to complain about, right? Apparently. I mean, But, no, in all seriousness, the only thing that got me, and this is, I blame myself because clearly I can't fucking read, uh, is that I genuinely thought for, like, a split second that these were going to be available for all cores and not just the Mark 7. Oh. So, like, I booted up the game today. I bought all the packs, and I'm ready to go, and I'm going into customization options, and I go to, like, the fucking uh, the beefy boy core, and I go <laughs> the in there, and I boy. look at the codings, and I'm like, what? The Tenrai core or, like, the, the like, the airplane-looking dude? The airplane-looking <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. So I, d- I look there, and I'm like, what? They're not, okay. And then I go to, like, to the other, I go to a couple more, and I'm like, why the fuck are they there? Yeah. yeah. The rock, sh- 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 um, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm a fucking moron. They're literally only for the Mark 7. <laughs> Which is fine. It's fine. But, like, you know. And eventually we'll have uh, uh, cross-course stuff, so. Hopefully. No, they. I mean, they said. They, so. I mean, they, they, yeah. But then again, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that anyway. later. Anyway. You know what? I actually have a 
So like we're going to talk about the 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 quote unquote canceling of campaign split screen later in the show. But I do want to say I have like a slight silver lining in that situation. Okay. Okay. I do have a slight silver lining that to that situation. We'll talk about that later. Uh, that fine guy says it'd be so sweet if you could add HCS skins to any core. That'd be sick. I agree. And like that's the thing is that we're getting. They did say that we'll be that eventually, not like now, not soon, not far future. They literally didn't give a time frame, but in the future, uh, they will have um, cross core customization. So, including coatings. So, there you go. Um, Beth, high tech redneck states. My only complaint is that I kind of wish you could make a different Spartan for each skin for those who like to switch it up every few games. So, if you don't have to go. <clears throat> excuse me, changing the visor emblem, et cetera, but overall love it. So uh, an example of this in an actual title um, would be considered destiny. Um, so if you use, if you use dim uh, destiny item manager, uh, which is a, an API tool, right? So it's like a browser extension you can download for Chrome or whatever, and you open it up, you can create loadouts yeah. um, for whatever gear you want. And so like, if you have a PVP centric gear, you have a PVE centric gear set, you could have them set as loadouts, a raid centric loadout, whatever it may be. And with a press of a button, it would automatically dequip and equip everything that you had selected. Um, and we know it's possible with destiny, obviously Halo's API is going to be different. Uh, but no, I think something like that, like a loadout type scenario for customization would be really, really fucking cool because Beth, I agree with you. Like, that's that. And like a uh, fine guy said as well, Fortnite does the same thing with presets, right? Yeah. I would, I would love to see something like that with halo because I do go in like, especially with these codings being Mark seven specific right now, I do go in there and be like, man, I'd love to be able to fucking rock space station gold. But, <laughs> but I, I wear the optic championship whites right now. Right. And then yeah, sure. yeah, it'd be nice to be easily able to switch between them. So yeah. Cause like, Right, right now I switched. I had the like the red, white, and black one that recently came out. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling something different today. I switched it to like the HCS launch one. Mm -hmm. But like now the whole aesthetic doesn't really fit. Right. Now I have to change everything. And I, and I was like, I don't want to change everything. I'm just going to rock the green and look a little funny. Yep. Like, you know, but yes, it would be nice to have those presets. That's a good point. Hell yeah. Good job, Beth. Yeah. Shout out to you. Um, so yeah. Look out, uh, uh, somebody asked in Discord, I forgot, it might have been Ungoy, if I'm not mistaken, uh, asked, like, what are your favorites so far? Um, I'll just point out, personal favorites of mine are optics, obviously, I think, seeing them live in-game now, um, especially, like, with the better renders that were shown off, it looks really, really good. Um, also, I am a fan of Space Station's gold shit. I think that's fucking hilarious that it's a straight gold. Yeah. Um, and then a special shout-out to Cloud9's charm. Um, is a, It's a happy face cloud. Yeah, uh, shout I, out I to that charm. Yeah, shout-out to uh, Sentinel's charm as well. I like, like, the cube. I like yes, that. Yeah, very that good. Looks cool. Very good. Um. And then also I forgot to say, but shout out to Phase's charm because it's literally the, the, the like a foam finger Phase logo. Yep. Yeah, Phase. Yep, good stuff. Yeah, it's red. Also, E United skin because that was my one of my big complaints about E United's was that it was like all white with just some very slight blue and uh, red accents. Mm -hmm. And now I wanted it to be black, and now it's black, and I'm happy. There you go. You so it's, it. like, it's literally what I wanted. And so. uh, just H two goat cheese. Thanks for the follow. Ooh, thank you so much. Goat cheese. Ooh. 
okay. <laughs> yeah. That's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports scenes. The other thing I want to add is that can we pour one out for Maddie, real quick? He he's had a pretty shit day, to be completely honest. Um, he was out of work for a little bit. Finally, was able to go back to work. Uh, he posted this on Twitter, so this isn't like I'm. You're not oversharing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, he was finally able to go back to work, and then he had to go back home because there was a leak in his roof. So oh man, he just kind of got fucked over well, multiple times. So I don't have a drink, but cheers to Maddie. Yeah. Maddie, looking out for you, man. Um. <laughs> Shout out Maddie Rums. Shout out noobcombo.com. Here are your upcoming tournaments of the week. Daily tournaments are Z League Daily Tournaments and First Blood Daily Tournaments, of course. Saturday, September 10th, we have the JJ Events Halo Infinite 4 v 4 And on Sunday, September 11th, Lord Sh- BR. Mm. I'm just going to spell it out. Lord SHBR Halo Infinite 2v2 is taking place as well. So there are your upcoming tournaments of the week? Light week this week. Very light. Yeah. You know, I as we ramp up uh leading up into this E United event before Orlando, as we lead into Orlando, like I'm I'm okay with like just a, a little bit of calmness. A little bit of calm. We have it's football been, starting yeah, up this week been too. A lot of calm in Halo space though. Previously. You know? Yeah. I mean, then again, that break between KC and Orlando and Orlando is like pretty fucking big, but we do a football starting this week, so we, we have do. something to watch. We do. Yeah. That's it for your upcoming service with presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Sports needs. And shout out Matty Rums again. Will, what do we got next? Roster Mania! 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 Do I need to add more echo no. to the soundbite? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, one piece of news for Roster Mania today, and it is Rami announces free agency. This is over on Twitter. He says, unrestricted free agent for Orlando. Uh, 15,510 points. Kind of got blindsided. Hit me up. And then also from Rami, he says, I never understand how I can be told. Had a talk with the rest of the team, yet my teammates don't find out I got dropped until I tell them. Second time, man. I love Halo and weak mentals. <laughs> huh. So Rami got, got, got fucked yeah. over again. That's what it sounds like. Yep. And uh, Fnatic are, you know what? Yeah. They, I mean, they were already there before, but I can put them there confidently now. They are now pre, when before Space Station picked up the Pittsburgh Knights, uh, they are now in that dumpster fire category of teams. Of just needing to figure out what they need to do. Need to figure out anything. Yeah. Like literally haven't figured out anything. So, yeah. Ooh. That's it. That's all we got for Roster Mania this week. Not, uh, not much else out there. All right. Shall we get into some scrim recaps, Will, before we get to the tournament league recaps that you'll run through? Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, HaloDataHype.com for all your Halo statistical needs. Um, I will say that he is working on condensing the amount of API calls that are needed. Um, so please be aware that I, I, if I'm not mistaken, personal service uh, personal service records are not available. Um, but I believe that scrims, most, if not all are being recorded and then tournaments, most, if not all are being recorded. Therefore, 
I have a couple scrims I want to point out here. First up on Tuesday, August 30th, we had Complexity taking on FaZe, and Complexity actually took the scrim 7-6. to six. And if you do not listen to our show or have not listened regularly, I will just repeat again, scrims don't mean anything. If anything, they are just practice for these teams. And as we've seen week over week, day after day, the online issues are so persistent and are plaguing the players in these scrims that sometimes teams just leave scrims early because they're that bad. Uh, the fine guy asks, who is phases fourth? Uh, if we're not mistaken, it's going to be King Nick. So there you go. That is kind of the general idea right now. It's not been confirmed anywhere, right? Yeah, it, it's it, but, correct. It has not been confirmed uh, but yeah, it, it all signs point out because it's we scrim- who they're scrimming with. Um, and TGW, yes, also said that. Welcome, TGW, by the way. And Ziggler with the three-month resub. You get a woo! Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. For the resub. Greatly appreciated. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, with scrims, too. It was stated last week. Someone in chat put it, too. Sometimes these teams are trying new strats or just something different that they nor- don't normally do. Yes. That the result could just be like them figuring it out. Okay, that doesn't work. We lost that game because of this, this, and this, and then, you know, they move on. Sometimes it's uh, it's not a true show of what they can really do. That's right. Couldn't agree more. Moving on in the scrim results. Again, they don't necessarily mean anything. But on Wednesday, August thirty first, we had Fees uh, beating Sentinels nine to eight. So. There's something to maybe take into consideration. And then G1 actually beat C9 in a scrim 7-5. to five. Boo-boo take my doo-boo. Boo-boo taking all the doo-boos. Uh, I did not include them because they happened. I mean, I just didn't have time to add them. But I uh, will say recent scrims have been the following. Um, as of yesterday, September 5th, we had FaZe beating G1 9-4. We had FaZe beating Optic 5-4. to four. Okay. Um, Sentinels beating G1 8 to 6, so close scrim there. And there you have it. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Obviously, scrims are great for highlighting the trying new uh, things argument. There you go. So if you want to try, if you want to see some new things being tried out, go check out Navi scrims. Um, the other thing I'm going to point out is I think Onset tweeted out recently that like he didn't want to jump to conclusion or anything, but phase are looking scary. Or something like that. I'm like, I'll wait. I'll wait. I, I do need to see that in action before yeah. I can jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, I'll wait. I will absolutely wait. Now we do know. Okay, so from what we've heard about the phase situation thus far, that's out there publicly. Um, clearly, this team wasn't going to work with Snipe Down on it um, in any capacity. So now that Nick. Or now that Snipe Down is not necessarily on it, he is on it, but he's not playing with it. Uh, and Nick might be actually on it. We know that Spartan and Nick are together. Um, they're a duo. They are a duo. They came from United, and so we know the dynamic that they have together, and we know that that's going to work out just fine. Um, it's just, yeah, we'll have to we'll just have to wait and see. We we also know how Nick can play in terms of a more aggressive role which isn't necessarily what they need. I do wonder if he's learned anything from the team hopping though. You oh, for I mean? sure. I, if anything, I, I would say he did for sure. It's just, 
whether he capitalizes on that learning, you know, because the last thing that that face roster needs is somebody who's more aggressive. And it's uh, Falcated and Renegade, the other two, right? Correct. To be just a... Yep. Falcated, Renegade, Spartan, and now a more than likely King Nick. So we'll just have to wait and see how they perform because, like we said, scrims aren't anything. It's fair. That's all I got for the scrim results for the week. Would you mind running through the tournament league recaps that happened over the last week, please? All right. Yeah, going to do something a little different this time. Just going to run through the top two teams for the uh, the big tournaments and then top four for FFAs. So first off, we have Esports Arena Series E. In your finals, you had Cloud9 versus Face. Plus King Nick. There Who would have guessed that? Uh, your second place team ended up being Cloud9 with Eco, Penguin, Bound, and Stellar, if you didn't know. And then Phase plus King Nick, obviously, the four we just mentioned, Renegade, Falcated, Spartan, and Nick. So they did take a tournament. However, online, we know what's going on with online stuff. So we'll yep. leave. I'll leave my expectations in check on that. I think uh, the United Grunt Classic is going to be, again, another good practice situation. Um, but again, it doesn't. And we've talked about this on the show as well. And you see some conversations on Reddit and whatnot of like how important is LAN versus online. LAN is dramatically more important than an online tournament is. Uh, it just removes every possible factor of connection from you um, to where everybody should emphasis on should be on an even playing field. Yeah. Um, so personally, like I said, I believe the grunt classic for United is going to be better practice, but LAN Orlando is going to be the true test for that phase roster. So hopefully they're getting in as much practice as possible. And it clearly looks like that based off the scrim results. Um, it's just, again, we've seen, we've seen teams do really, really well in scrims and then completely falter in land <laughs> optic. <laughs> so we literally, you cannot book, you cannot bank anything on these scrim results. We have to wait for an official tournament on land to really see where these teams are, especially as we lead into Worlds. So that's where I'll leave that. Well, sorry about that. All good. Uh, next up, we have the Orlando FFA qualifiers. We'll start with Australia, New Zealand. In fourth place was Scoobmeister. Um, third was Pandora. Second went to Kanzi. And first went to Ryu. The qualifier for Mexico, fourth place went to Zaron. Third was Duelist. Second uh, Droxy and first Heavenly. For EU, fourth place went to Warlord. Third went to Warrior O'Neill. Second, Blizz and first Simply Gambit. And then for North America, we had in fourth place, uh, Last in Shadow. Third went to Dakota NY. Second went to Bop and first went to Reverbed. And then we did have the Australia New Zealand Championship take place. Yes. This one is a championship. I'm going to run through all eight here. Yep. Yep. So here we go. Just making sure I'm looking at the right graphic. In they eighth had, place. They had an FFA. So this is the FFA results. Yep, yep. And then you have the 4v4 results. Yep. So yes, the HCS Australia, New Zealand regional championship. Here's the FFA took place on. It says the second through the fourth. Second through the fourth. Yep. Is that was the that was the Got entire it. tournament. I'm weekend. used. I'm used to them putting the uh, month first, and it's just not there. Shout anyway. out, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. In eighth place went to Bro Jared. Seventh, Sam J. Sixth, uh, Riscu. 
Fifth went to Dramatic. Fourth went to uh, Tarnsky. Third, Pandora's a Wolf. Second, Ritabitty? Not, I had no idea. And first went to Bandit, so... At least Bandit's an easy name to fucking pronounce. Congrats to Bandit taking home the championship. Good shit. And then, yes, the uh, HCS, Australia-New Zealand Regional Championship. All eight teams here. So in seventh and eighth was Team Immunity and Digital Nation. Fifth, sixth was Vertex and Kitbash. Fourth went to Dire Wolves, which again included Vamp, Bald, Jordan, and Zirkle. Third went to Divine Mind, uh, Plasma, Rated, Sways, and Pips. Second went to Mind Freak. Uh, Dino, Ninjastix Jr., and Benji. And then first place went to the Chiefs, which include Beaston, Madzi, Berserk, and Slays. The Chiefs just taking everything lately. They do. They take everything in that region. But I want to give a special shout-out to Mind Freak on taking second there because clearly uh, Divine Mind were the number one seed going into the event. Um, and it, it didn't fucking matter because, like, I personally in my predictions had the Chiefs one Divine Mind two. Um, and then kind of be like a toss up after that really. Mm. Um, but no, I'm yeah. Happy that mind freak were able to knock out divine mind there. Unfortunately, they came up short against the chiefs, but it is what it is. And yeah, it was just really cool to see. Um, but yeah, the chiefs, there's a lot of questions going into the event of, well, the chiefs don't have barcodes, so how are they going to do? But if you were paying attention to the events leading up to this regional, you would have seen that they didn't need barcode to win. Um, obviously having barcode on your team. And, uh, I talked to, um, I talked to Ningestix about this is like, we talked about the barcode factor, right. Mm -hmm. On how, when you have him on your squad, he, I think Ningestix said that he is like the best player from that region. Um, and when you have a player of that caliber on your team, you're just probably going to win more than likely. But the fact that, no, they they didn't really skip a beat. Yes, they did drop a couple games there towards the end of the tournament, um, but no, they didn't skip a beat when it came to winning. So there's that. Awesome. Uh, more competitive showing against the Chiefs taking four games off them. Absolutely. And that's the other thing, too, is that it wasn't just... Um, that was another thing I talked to him about, is that I love the higher competition at the top level in that region. Because the more competition we have within each region is just the better for all of competitive Halo in general. It's it's a problem that we, it's a problem within North American competitive Halo, where I feel like that ceiling, I feel like more teams are now competitive with one another. Um, I mean, you still have Sentinels up there. You uh, you have Cloud Nine, which were previously Splice, basically not they're right there too. Um, Optic are pushing right. And the gap is closing ever so slightly. But the problem here in North America and really in every region, it kind of seems like is that you have your top two or three teams, excuse me, within your region. And then everyone else is clearly a step or two below um, where the rest of the teams are. And it was really nice to see with this regional event over the weekend that yes, the chiefs had some games taken off them, but Divine Mind, Mind Freak, Dire Wolves really pushing themselves as well. That was really cool to see. Um, they didn't get that far, but Vertex did 
really well in my mind too. I think Ryu on that on that roster was just popping the fuck off. And that was it, it's that motherfucker was dropping like 30 and 40 bombs every time I look. And so no, they they have a lot of talent in that region and it is great to see it these teams getting closer and closer. And I hope that this just continues. I mean, you have Kit Bash taking fifth, six along with Vertex and Kit Bash at Scoob. Um, who we've talked about, uh, one of the mouse and keyboard players in that region. Um, and he joked in the interview we did with him where he is technically the only player ever, the only mouse and keyboard player ever to qualify for pool play in a tournament. Any region doesn't matter. He's technically the only one. So that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah. Also, I thought the Chiefs had only won one open between KC and Melbourne. Yeah, but it's just they that were is, just <clears throat> that is correct. But if you look at, I'm looking at their placings for yeah. the entire HCS uh, world season, so to speak. Sure, right? They've taken ten of the twelve open series that they've been a part of. And I'll grant it, a lot of those were with barcode. Yes, they were. But either way, it it the fact of the matter is, it didn't matter. And it's on land too. And as we know, land means a lot more and acts a lot differently than an online event does. And yeah, the fact that divine mind came in with the first seed for that event and still the chiefs won the event and mind freak beat them divine mind. That is so like, that's, it's awesome to see. I'm excited to see where the competition goes in that region. Now, the only question is, um, now that the Pittsburgh Knights have been picked up by space station and I'm assuming they're remaining a Mexican team. Who's going to step up to the plate and compete with them because nobody has yet. That region is just now space station, but it was Pittsburgh Knights all the way. Like nobody could compete with them. So we'll have to wait and see. All right. Well, yeah. Should we get into our topic of this week? Yeah, let's go. Okay. The topic of this week's episode is the Halo Infinite Roadmap Update. There is a Waypoint blog article that you can read. It's very, very, very short, but I'm not going to read through it because it's literally a picture and a video, basically. Um, but instead, that video, which is just over 30 minutes long, um, I'm going to talk through the points that were made in such video. You can feel free to watch the video if you haven't already. It's it's linked in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point, show notes and chat. And yeah, this is like the Cliff Notes version of the video. And we'll give our thoughts at the end or during it or whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter to me. Are you ready to go, Will? Yes, sir. The members of this video included Sketch, who's the community director, Joseph Staten, uh, the head of creative, and Sean Barron the head of Halo Infinite live service. That's important because Sean has never been part of one of these videos before. He's been with 343 for, I think he said, I think he's, he said he's been with the Halo franchise for like over 10 years or something like that. Um, and he used to work for like the safety team and whatnot, but now he has transitioned into the head of Halo Infinite live service role. Okay. And the reason why that's important is because the bulk of this video had to do with the live service component of Halo Infinite and why things have taken so long to get out the fucking door, so on and so forth. Here we go. The video started with some player experience goals, okay? And Sean stated the following. 
Quote, the plan is to make significant progress on all the things listed below by the end of 2023. The goal is to start a new dialogue with the community with fewer promises and more information. While things can change, as this is a live service, this is where we are right now and where we plan to be. End quote. So the number one priority is achieve seasonality. Okay, and that means get our players more of what they want and get it to them faster and with greater consistency. Sean stated two seasons a year is not going to cut it. Ideally, we want to have four a year, but that will take time. Okay. The next one is infinitely rewarding. Players feel rewarded for playing no matter what they play. And now, again, the, the plan is to have all of these things worked on by the end of 2023. So these things include match XP, event improvements, career rank, ranked rewards, and seasonal and career challenges. Okay? The next pillar is personal and welcoming. Players feel like they belong and can express their Halo identity in meaningful ways. Um, Ziggler, why the hell did they release an unfinished game? We can talk about that later. We've ad nauseum talked about that. Um, again, things with, that this would include is significantly more distinctive and varied customization options, more intuitive and personal playlist options in UI UX, improved player onboarding, player safety and reporting, and avenues for showing off experience and skill and customization. The next pillar was competitive and fair. Players can expect an experience that is competitive and fair. Skill and teamwork should be the path to victory. Improvements include multiplayer gameplay performance and UCN improvements, additional ranked options and matchmaking improvements, server and input matchmaking options, and anti-cheat improvements. And then finally, stable and high quality. Players can expect a smooth quality experience with few technical flaws. These include stability and performance improvements. Here's what Sean said. We need to make a lot more progress and it's not going to be at the speed that people want. And that's the way it's going to be. And then he said, we know this is an issue. Emphasis on the no part. Okay. It kind of feels like a, we know, but there's nothing we can do about it as of right now. Yeah. Um, and then customization experience upgrades and UI UX improvements. And then Sean finally said for this quote, this is us trusting and sharing information. Uh, This is us trusting that sharing information like this is the right way to go. The goal is to create this dialogue, to show what we're working on, to update this frequently, and to not hide it. We shouldn't hide what we're working on. People need to know what they should be excited for in the future. End quote. Is there anything you want to talk about right there before I move on? Okay. What's on the horizon? So Joe stated, quote, we've made the difficult decision to not ship campaign split screen co-op and take the resources that we would use on that and go after this list and all the other things we are working on, end quote. So now I'm going to go through a couple quotes because this is where I think there's a silver lining in all of this, because as soon as Joe said that, the headlines went rampant. Oh, yes, they did. Like, holy shit. Okay. So from Bonnie Ross in 2017, she stated, we've also had a lot of learnings along the way. Ross said, you know, when we fell down with the multiplayer launch of Halo, the Master Chief collection, or when we didn't put split screen in with Halo five, 
I think it's incredibly painful for the community and for us. It erodes trust with the community and as the, and the community, as the community is part of our world building. We had a lot of learnings from that. And I would say for any FPS going forward, we will always have split screen going forward. Okay. That was a direct quote from Bonnie in 2017. Now from sketch in 2019, he said the following. We're ecstatic to share the Discover Hope video, which introduces a new character and heralds the return of our iconic hero amidst dire and mysterious circumstances. Like last year's reveal trailer, this latest look at Halo Infinite is powered by our new Slipspace engine, an engine built from the ground up to realize our incredibly ambitious aspirations for the future of the franchise. Oh boy, how times have changed, Will. Which, yes, also includes the long-awaited return of split-screen support to the series. So here's my silver lining, okay? Joe said, now I am not trying to put words into Joe's mouth, okay? I didn't ask Joe. I never talked to Joe. This is just me trying to put a different spin on it. Because when I read that, well, when I listened to him and then I typed it out and then I reread it over and over again, he didn't necessarily say that they, they decided to not ship it forever. That's true. We've made the difficult decision to not ship campaign split screen co-op and take the resources that we would use on that and go after this list and all the other things we're working on. So my question is now the, all the other things we're working on, maybe that means forever, but here's my silver lining. What if it's not forever? What if it's, they talked about how they need to move slow before they can move fast. What if they're like, they're diverting their resources to tackle all the major important shit that they've been working on. And then once everything's stable, hopefully Mm -hmm. they're able to divert those resources again, finish it up and ship it. What's to say they can't. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know what else to say other than it's it's possible. That's That was you, it. Uh, uh, the example I kind of think of is a little bit is MCC. Mm-hmm. You know, we got all the stuff added into MCC that we never really expected after they got the game semi-fixed, right? All the shit that's still being added to MCC. So I know there's other studios involved with MCC, right? But that is a resource they were able to use to get things in the game. Exactly. And we know that there is a way to hokey, like put split screen. You can make split screen work right now on a series S or X console, but uh, it's not necessarily recommended. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a lot of bugs associated with it, but there is a way to do it. And yeah, I mean, What's to say that a year or two down the line, they don't reassess the situation and be like, you know what? We have the time. We have the resources to do this. Let's finish it up and send it out because this is something that we did promise. And that's, that's the thing is that there was a lot of, a lot of people upset when Joe said that comment in the video, because this was something that had been previously promised. And it's one thing. 
it's one thing to come out of the woodwork and say that, well, we never said that we were going to do that. We just said it'd be like a nice to have thing versus no, you've come out multiple times and promised this. Now we know that infinite's development has been nothing short of a fucking disaster. But at the same time, they did promise this on multiple occasions. So that's why I'm trying to be like, I'm negative all the time when it comes to this game, as much as I love it, as much as I love this franchise, like I am very, I have been very negative, openly negative about the state of infinite. And I still am not happy about the state of infinite. Let's be real here. Okay. Not trying to sugarcoat shit. But when I was, when I was watching the video for the second time this week, when I was writing out the show notes this week, and all I could go back and think about is how, what I named the show, what I named the episode this week. And like, it's just the same song and dance, you know? Yeah. When, when Tashi came out and said to courage JD on Twitter, like we just wait for what we have coming. We're super excited or blah, blah, blah. And it won't be long. You'll have to wait. And then we get this update or when I forgot who else came out of the woodwork and we're like, just wait until we reveal what we've got coming. And then we get this update. Maybe this wasn't the one. I have a feeling this was the one. Hmm. But either way, there is some good to take away from this update that we're just about to get into. Um, Winkler says, when you don't have enough resources, the number of resources they're reallocating is zero. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying. I'm trying. Believe it or not, I'm trying to have a slightly more positive spin on something that I've been overtly negative on since the game basically launched. So... I know it hurts me too. Okay. But no, I'm, I am, I'm going to say it again. Maybe there is a time a couple years down the line where they say that they have enough time and resources now to reallocate to shipping split screen campaign. I'm not saying that it's, I mean, for all I know, it could be dead in the water. Like it could just not ever be coming out, but he didn't necessarily say that it's never coming out. And again, I'm not trying to put words into Joe's mouth, but like it, I just find it so odd that it was just, it felt like it was shoehorned into that video. Yeah. And, and the other funny thing is, is that all these articles that I'm seeing like from Polygon, from Eurogamer, from GameSpot and all this, I didn't see anybody reach out to Joe for confirmation. None of them did. There wasn't an update or anything to these articles that came out. There was nobody that reached out to Joe or there was no, there was no note in the article that stated we reached out to Joe Satan for further clarification. Nothing. So I don't think they're doing their job, but that's kind of besides the point. Um, I just, it, it's funny that we, I mean, we live in, we live in this world where you hear one thing and people just run with it. Like we see it so often in media and journalism and whatnot. And obviously it's not everybody, but there are a lot that just see, hear something, go, 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 go ship it. And that's not like, take a step back, think about things in context, get the full story, then ship it. You know what I mean? Um, Winkler says, all I'm saying is I went to college and I know what it sounds like to tell your professor that you didn't have enough time to finish, uh, really when you never started. <laughs> Winkler, are you speaking from experience right now? Uh, Winkler. Um, Okay, let's talk about these updates that are coming out for the roadmap. The Halo Infinite Winter Update. Now, this is where positives and also negatives come into play. 
So Halo Infinite Winter Update. Yes, it is not Season 3. For a very specific reason. So, November 8th, 2022 to March 7th, 2023. Which, yes, that means, believe it or not, it will have been 10 months between the launch of Season 2 and Season 3. If this stays the same as it is, okay, it will have been 10 months from the launch of Season 2 to the launch of Season 3. But here's the winter update. This will include the Forge beta. So yes, this got pushed from the original roadmap of September to November. Same thing with Campaign Network Co-op and Mission Replay. But Forge, the beta, will have upwards of a 7,000 object allowance, which is up from the 1,600 from Halo 5. That's in fucking insane. That is pretty huge. Canvases are about two times larger on average from previous canvases, which is, again, fucking huge. There will be object scaling. And scripting, so yes, scripting as has been leaked and been rumored for so long is an actual thing, and you've seen it as well. They talked about like combining uh, different types of weapons together to form mm. a new weapon and whatnot, yes. uh, so on and so forth. That's in there. And then also nav mesh testing. Bots will be able to interact with Forge creations. Wow. Yeah, so that's really fucking cool. Um, the campaign network co-op and mission replay, there will be new campaign achievements. We talked about that previously. New maps of Detachment and Argyle both have been created by 343 Industries using the Forge toolset. So there is some negativity around why the fuck are you guys releasing Forge maps? You guys should be focusing on making your own maps. When really, come on, we all know the reason why they're doing this is because it's supposed to show off what's capable within Forge because they, they're using the toolset that you will you yourself will be able to use when it fully releases um, in the beta state, obviously, in November. So these two maps, both are arena maps and will be included in matchmaking when the update releases. Argyle has dual grapple shot spawns, and yes, finally, a dual legitimate sniper spawn map. From the competitive aspect of the show, that is what the pros have been asking for for quite some fucking time. It's a dual sniper map. Well, it's officially happening. Whether or not it becomes in the competitive rotation, that's another question entirely. We really got to see how it plays. We have to wait and see how it plays. But the thing that Joe said that I thought was hilarious was that it is not a remake of Epitaph from Halo 3. And personally, in my mind, I said, thank fucking God, because Epitaph <laughs> sucks. Um, Epitaph is also not a competitive map, but I just don't like Epitaph at all in Halo 3 but I can see the comparisons that people would make when seeing screenshots of Argyle in comparison to Epitaph. And then the final one is Detachment. It is, uh, CTF was heavily influenced the design of this map, believe it or not. It includes a teleporter for the first time for a map in Halo Infinite and includes the Power Island, which is accessible by the teleporter and man cannons. And they call it the Power Island because it has power weapons on it. Sure, makes so like sense. The, there's the map, and then it has a like a separated island that can be accessed via the teleporters or man cannons. There you go. Kind of crazy. Yeah, there will be a new game mode called uh, Covert One Flag. It's to embrace the fantasy of spies versus mercs. It'll have asymmetrical loadouts, will, where the attackers will have pulse carbines, sidekicks, and unlimited active camo. Okay. And defenders will have commandos, energy swords, and unlimited threat sensors. Okay. I want you to tell me who you think would win. Nine times out of 10, who do you think's winning that game? Attackers Defenders. or defense? Thank you. 
Defenders. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can't trade with a sword player. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> uh, and it's round based because that fucking obviously. The match XP beta is also going to be included in this winter update. And Sean states, while not replacing the challenge system, this will become the main way that you progress through a battle pass. This is meant to reward you for playing Halo the way you want to play it. You'll get XP for the time you were playing, but also how you do, aka wins, performance, etc. Okay? Okay. Something we've been waiting for for quite some time. Uh, Nono says, Mercs. Um... I get the unlimited camo thing, right? But unlimited threat sensors, does that that reveals camo. So yeah. that's why you get them. And you have sword. Just cap camp the flag. I guess the only thing, you, I guess what you could do is like use the pulse carbine, obviously, and then you just drop weapon. A fish mouth with a pistol. <laughs> but no, you have fucking swords, dude. Good luck. Good luck. But if you can sneak and back smack. But seriously, all you can have to you do pick, is just ping, 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 ping. Can you pick up their swords? Ooh, I bet if you kill them, yeah, absolutely. I bet. Run, run around with camo and sword? I'm guaranteed. I'm guaranteed. Diligent says, the second map of the winter update looks like Harvest, a BTB map in Halo 4. I'm hopeful it's not as large, so it's more 4v4. I, uh, Diligent, I think it. I think both of them are 4v4 maps. Um, I think both of the Forge maps are, are 4v4 maps. Uh, it's, the, it's the Season 3 maps. One is 4v4 and one is BTB. If I'm not mistaken, um, I could be mistaken though, but I, I truly think that that's what that is. But regardless, welcome to the live show. Um, also welcome back. No, no. So there's a 30 tier. There is a 30 tier free battle pass. And Sean states this pass is free. Now here's some fucking typical PR bullshit. Sean, I'm not trying to throw shade at you, but like, come on, man. He says, this pass is free because we wanted to say thank you to our players. No, this is the real reason. And he reiterated. And also, we didn't want players to pay for a pass while we were tuning how the match XP system is going to work. We want players to be able to move through battle passes faster. So, yeah, I guess thank you for the fucking handout. But, like, at the same time, no. And now this uh, event pass, not event pass, this free battle pass Includes the Mark V core, which is cool. Excited for that. And includes customization items from Reach that were previously not present. So yeah, the ones that were missing, they're finally back. What's up, Collect? Welcome back. Good to see you, man. Um, There's a December event of Winter Contingency. It's called Winter Contingency 2. And then apparently, now this was not included in the roadmap screenshot in the article, but... uh. One of them in that video said that there's also going to be a January event. They didn't name it, but they said that there will be a January event as well. And then, of course, it'll include quality of life improvements. So to reiterate, in the winter update that is coming November 8th, 2022, as long as everything fucking stays the way it is right now, the Forge beta, campaign network co-op and mission replay, new maps of detachment in Argyle, new game mode of covert one flag, Match XP beta, 30 tier free battle pass, December event of winter contingency two, um, potentially a January event and quality of life improvements. Okay. So all things considered, there are some good things in there. Okay. There are some good things in there, but yes, 
when it comes to the disappointment side of things, it does fucking suck that we're waiting another three months. Well, two months, another two months for this to come out. Okay. So there's that. What's up, Mar? What's up, Pancakes? Welcome back, guys. Let's move into Infinite Season 3, which is going to be called Echoes Within. Now, before I get into what Sean said, I want to talk briefly about what Joe said, because I thought this was fucking hilarious. I didn't didn't include it in the show notes because I wasn't even going to touch on this, but I'm like, oh, fuck it. Why not? He talks about how they want this to be a continuation of the narrative that they've been making within Halo Infinite's multiplayer. I shit you not. I'm in the car. I have this video downloaded on my phone because my wife and I have to run to the bank to sign some paperwork. Okay. Sure. So I have the video downloaded on my phone and I have it playing through my car speakers that we're driving to the bank. Okay. Joe says that statement. I literally said out loud, what fucking narrative are you talking about? And that was that. The only narrative was from last Spartan standing, right? Right. Well, no, because they also have like a, like a brief, very, very brief intro and outro cutscene for the other event that came out, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, he now Joe could also be talking about like the the narr- the blog narrative that's been put mm. out on Waypoint, but like in terms sure. of actually in the game itself, there's nothing fucking there. So hopefully, I'd expect well, you to have something good coming. Overall, it's like you go to the Spartan Academy, yeah, and then you get sent on this mission, this solo mission for Lone Wolves, and that's mm-hmm. been about it. Mm-hmm. So is it going to relate probably back to the Spartan Academy and what you're doing out there? Uh, that's said, what I would think it would be. He said that it follows uh, like the same, like when you got the AI, the banished mm. AI and whatnot, it's sure. going to continue that. Okay. Um, so Sean said for season three, players should think of this season as the beginning of what seasonality is. We should start getting to the goal of 13 week seasons, not saying this is a 13 week season because guess what? It's not like if you, if you look at it, it's not. It's like 15 weeks. What are we going to have from a content perspective? What are we going to have from a fixes perspective? What are we going to have from a narrative perspective? This season is going to have all the meat on the bones. End quote. Okay. So this season, season three is a big one. Okay. Again, March 7th. 2023 to June 27th, 2023. So just like I said, I think it's like 15 weeks. If the, if the roadmap stays the same new maps, one for arena and another for BTB, the names are not being revealed yet, but the BTB map is one of the biggest they've made and embraces vehicular combat with big, wide open spaces. In other words, get me the fuck out of there. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not my, not my thing. Definitely not my thing. No. And then the arena map is on an Oni black site built into an icebound mountaintop. It's asymmetrical. Okay. And has a gravity launcher that takes players all the way across the map. Why? Why not? He, I think Joe said risk, risk versus reward. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Uh, the Halo 3 map that they added. Is it Icebox? Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Icebox in terms of like having the gravity launcher that takes players all the way across the map. And then also uh, there's a Halo 4 map. I know, oh my God, he's mentioning Halo 4 again. Shut this shit down. Uh, <laughs> there's a Halo 4 map. I already forgot the name of it because of course, but it had launchers that would take you like all the way 
across the way. So oh, okay, there's that. Okay, it was what fucking. There are new game modes of VIP and Escalation because, you know. So gun game and protect. Yeah, over a year. You know. Saltiness is coming out. Oh, yeah. There's the new weapon of the M392 Bandit. And it's supposed to feel like the Reach DMR, but it ain't that fucking gun. So don't think that it is. It's with emphasis on close range by the removal of the scope and you cannot be de-scoped while shooting. So you can still use smart link. Like you can still like, you can like you okay. zoom in with the sidekick. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You can just do this. Still do the same thing with the bandit, but uh, it's not scoped. It's not the fucking DMR. Yes. Woo. Oh baby. I'm so happy. Okay. Oh, I, I will die. On this hill, and I know there's so many players out there who cannot stand the BR being the starting weapon in competitive, but man, do I love it. And if I can get as far away as possible, now I'm not saying the bandit can't become the starting weapon, but I mean, now that there's an emphasis on close range, fuck yeah. I wonder if they're going to lobby for the bandit to take place of the mangler. But it depends on how effective it is. Well, I mean, if if we just believe it or not, I agree with Spartan on this take. Is that why not just re- excuse me replace with the sidekick? Right. Just say fuck it. Yeah, it'd be the easiest switch possible in my mind because it's fine if it spawns up frequently because then people will be able to use it more frequently and it's not nearly as powerful as Mangler. So, um, I could see like some of the commando spots being taken by the bandit. Yeah, if possible. Oh yeah, that could be that could be something. That could be something. There's a new equipment of the shroud screen. So yes, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, these leaks are fucking real, obviously. Uh, It enables area denial. It does not block grenades and projectiles, okay? You cannot see outside of it when you are in it, and you cannot see in it when you're out of it. For those who have played Valorant, it's literally like a Valorant smoke. There you go. Players inside the screen do not show up on radar even when shooting. Okay. Okay. And it comes with two charges and can hold a maximum of four. I do not know. I don't, I don't believe Joe said how long they last when it's placed on the ground, but you get two charges when you pick it up and you can hold a maximum of four. There is a new 100 tier battle pass. Sean says this is going to be taking all the data learned from the winter update to better move players through the battle pass quicker and customization items will be based on the SPI armor core which again is going to be new. There will be a new fracture event, new narrative event, custom game browser. Yes. Custom game browser is coming. November to December, January, February, March, four months after forge beta releases. If the timeline holds true, there'll be forge beta updates in game reporting. I know. <laughs> finally and of course quality of life improvements there you go that's the roadmap update it'll be 10 months between the release of seasons 2 and 3 we are getting an update in between them with the release of the forge beta campaign network co-op couple forge maps um 
there is some good stuff in there. Personally, really excited for the match XP beta. I think that's been a long time fucking coming. Obviously, I believe it should have been in the game from when the game launched, but here we are now. It's again, we can't dwell on the past. Will, what are your thoughts? Oh man, the extended time really does suck. I'm just going to, it's waiting for, waiting for more. Um, all this extra content, it's cool. It's great. But for me, if the network shit keeps going on and I can't enjoy playing the game because I'm dying around walls, things like that, um, ping popping all over the place. I went, you know, I had, I got in a game. I was like, oh, 20 ping. And then I'm like, all of a sudden I'm still stuttering through it and lagging. And I'm like, what the, f- someone, so, you know, someone's causing that on the map. And then mm-hmm. my ping jumps and it's like, oh, okay, something's going on here really just takes you out of the experience of playing. Um, so if, if that stuff's fixed, all this stuff is great. But if, if you can't fix the base of it, it's gonna, it's gonna bring all this down. Yep. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, my it's, that's my problem too, is that Again, I'm not trying to be, I've been negative so much about this game ever since it's released. Like I'll, I'll, I mean, hell I'll message Justin and bitch about the game every now and again too. It's like, it's just, there's, there's so many things to complain about. And that's why I said consistently earlier is that guys, just because Forge is coming out, it, it's not going to fix the game. Like, yeah, it's going to be really, really cool to see what people make. Don't get me wrong. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what people make. Oh, yeah. I have a, no shit. I have a coworker who literally, like, stepped away for a long time. His, was really into the competitive Halo scene, as a matter of fact, back in the day, back in the heyday, right? Sure. And we were talking, at, uh, we had a barbecue, and we were talking, we were sitting there, and we were talking to each other, and uh, we got on the topic of Halo, and... He even said that he was excited for Forge because he wants to make competitive maps. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I want people to be excited for these things. I really do. But it's not going to fix the game. There are so many underlying systems that are just broken about the title. Just fucking broken. Like, and I said it, I think I said it in Discord too. Like, does... Does desync exist in other titles? More than likely, yes. Probably. Yes, whatever it is. Whatever answer is not no. You know what I mean? But do I feel it is bad in those titles than I do in Infinite? Fuck no. I feel it's so much worse in this game. It's unfucking believable. Like, and that's the thing too, is that it doesn't even care about my connection to the server. Like I could have the best internet in the world. It doesn't fucking matter. It I could be on my screen because it's again, it's not what they see. It's what I like based off what I see. If I am two feet around a corner behind a wall and I still get killed, how is that not frustrating? And it happens so frequently that every single time it happens, I'm like, there's another instance of it. Fuck this. I fucking hate this every single time. Yeah. I felt, I felt really bad because I was playing last night or the night before and prof messaged me. He's like, Oh, you playing ranked? 
I was literally, I stopped playing. I was in ranked. Yep. I stopped. I messaged him. I'm like, this is my last game. I'm tilted. And it like just sucks because like, I would have loved to stay on and played with a friend. Right. But the game is making me like, I don't know, just be frustrated with it. But for content wise, right? Yeah. I kind of agree with what Beth says here. And she states the biggest downer for me, the ma- that massive gap between seasons. Right. Aside from that, I felt like it was a pretty good update. Keep in mind, this is from someone who doesn't play campaign. So the campaign cancellation delay was a non-issue for me. I played through it once. It's kind of like I'm in that boat. I experienced it. I'm done with it. So And Joe did say that like early on within the video, he said that there are things that they're working on that they can't talk about, which makes me believe I, again, not trying to put words into Joe's mouth. It's just from a, from a speculation standpoint, we always speculated since the day infinite was announced as a 10 year plan. We always speculated that campaign DLC would be on the way mm-hmm. in what other shape and whatever shape or form that would take. Um, so while I bet he is also talking about multiplayer stuff, I would assume this is me assuming here that, there would be a campaign DLC component along the way, whatever that may be. Um, Winkler says, to be fair, there's no other game that I play, which I know well enough to have enough scrutiny to tell if what happened wasn't supposed to. And that's the thing. Like we play, we've played FPSs up the wazoo, right? I mean, we, we maybe consistently isn't the right word, but like we play apex. I've dibble dabbled back into Fortnite, Um, and I know a lot of people that play Warzone. Like, I know I'm talking about BRs in this instance, but like, I mean, people that play Call of Duty, whatever it may be, I just feel that the desync, the ping issues, the unstable packet loss that would be received so often in Infinite, I would never experience it that bad in any other FPS that I play. The the only one, the only desync game I remember, PUBG got really bad for a little while. Okay. Um, Rainbow Six has a little bit of it too, mm-hmm. but there's always like, in any... PC game, there's always a thing, peeker's advantage, right? Yeah. But it seems like with Halo, like sometimes if you're like jiggling a wall, mm-hmm. like that game thinks you're going to go do do, and then like, oh, wait, he's back here. And you just get, you get, someone sees that you're out of the wall more than you really are. That decent can't handle it. Right. It's just, like I said, it, I feel like I don't experience it in any other title as much as I do in Infinite. And it's so distracting and detracting from the experience that I'm trying to have. Because believe it or not, I'm just trying to have fun in the fucking game. And my problem is that in this, I'm not trying to shit on the devs. And that's another thing too. I'm going to make my point in a second. But I need to say this. For anybody that's out there, and I know that we have great people in this community, um, for anybody out there that's saying that these people should be fired, that that all of three four three need to be let go and blah blah blah, you need to go fuck yourself. You need to you need to think about your situation because, guys, yes, believe it or not, this is still a video game. Okay, this is still a video game that you play for leisure, and for player for some players you play as as job, which I feel more strongly towards, but these developers, these producers, these artists, all these folks have lives. They might have families. They might have children outside of the game. Do I wish that this game was in a much better, better state than it is right now? Duh. And I, I was talking to Justin. I don't think this game would have been 100%, even if it was delayed another year. Because 
if it got delayed again, we wouldn't have even known about some of the issues that didn't come up until we got our hands on it. Right. And I, like I said, I still don't think it would have been good or great even by the time another year had passed. So we have to deal with what we've been given now. The one thing I want to say about developers too, before you move on. Um, yeah. It's sometimes not the developers too, who have a say in what's going on. Right. It's, it is kind of the studio heads, right? Right. What's coming down from Microsoft, what's being pushed. Um, a developer can work their ass off on something, but then the, 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 the leads take it in a different direction, you know? And then you have to rework or I, I, I don't exactly know how it all works, right? I'm not a developer myself. Sure. But it just seems like the devs get a lot of hate for sometimes. I, I feel like they're just doing everything they can, right? Right. With what they have and what they've been given. So Skiller says, in the end, it's a product. If a company makes a shitty product as a consumer, I should be allowed to say the studio should clean house. I mean, no one's saying you can't say that. I'm just going to objectively say you're wrong. And you can agree or disagree with that statement. That's fine. Also, thanks for the follow. But yeah. regardless, it's... Yes, it's a product. It's a fucking video game. But at the same time, while you can say that they should clean house, objectively speaking, that's not the appropriate way to go about it. Are there probably some bad seeds in that company? Yeah. There's bad seeds in every company. Let's be real here. I don't think they should. I don't think they should clean house. I think that Joe coming in, I will agree with the folks that say that leadership need to be looked at. That's where I'll agree because clearly, I mean, after Joe came back, that was to me the turning point of, okay, Joe's back. They're starting to get the wheels back on track. Because from, Go ahead. From all the reports before Joe came back, like when he, I think it was Joe, when Joe came back, it sounded like the scope was so large. Yeah. That when he came back, it got refined and focused so that they could get a game out on time. And even Joe said multiple, like it was said that Joe went to them, went to the execs and were like, we cannot ship this right now. Mm-hmm. We cannot. Because Think about that. Like if we would have gotten the product that we did, I mean, if we would have gotten a product that Joe said we should not have gotten and Joe didn't approve of it, I'm not saying Joe, like people think that Joe is some all fucking savior. He's not, he's just a dude, but he knows what he's talking about. Joe coming in, I'm not saying saving the game because the game hasn't been saved yet. Let's be real here. There's still a lot of fucking work that needs to be done. But I will say that Joe coming back to me felt like a a change in the tide, if you will. Where, okay, we have this veteran presence who's been around forever. He's back in the seat, back in the saddle, taking the reins. We trust him and his vision. He trusts his team's. Let's see where this goes. But again, Skillers, coming back on your comment. I do believe that upper management should be looked at. I see a lot of the stuff talked about with Bonnie. 
I don't, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I want people's heads. I want people's jobs gone because literally people's lives, like livelihoods are at stake here. Let's be fucking real. Um, but at the same time, when you have a track record, that's the thing. That's the thing to me. When you have a track record of inconsistency, when you have a track record of releasing bad stuff, bad products, right? In this case, then yeah, something should be said. There's always a common denominator in that place, right? And to me, as of right now, that's Bonnie and maybe some other leadership as well. Something should be taken a look at there. Pancake says the dev at 343 love Halo. They want the game to be good. People have to realize that the studio is part of a much larger company and things are not always in their control. It's just how it is at every corporation. Yes. You are correct, Pancakes. Yes. The devs at 343, the artists, the producers, the QAs, everybody that works on the core title loves that game, or at least I would hope that they love that game or else I don't want them there. I want them to find something that they do love and work on that. It's just at the end of the day, business is business. We I saw an, or I saw a headline that came out that was like um, the Microsoft execs or the Xbox execs wanted uh, Fable to be shown, um, or released or whatever the fuck it was, the new Fable, and the Fable devs were like, "No, it's not ready." And I'm like, yes, that's just a headline, but we know what Joe has done in preventing a game from being released when it wasn't ready. Now, do we think that Halo Infinite is ready right now? No, I still like, yes, it has some content, but I still don't believe that Halo Infinite was ready for prime time. I don't, I think the campaign is fine. The campaign is there. I think I said this in discord too. I believe the campaign would have been better if it was a linear experience because the open world is so bland. It's devoid of any personality. There isn't anything to do in it. There's nobody to talk to. There's nothing to interact with. Yes, there's some, there's some Easter eggs, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. But it's not, it doesn't feel like an open, breathing, interactable world. And that's my problem is that I just need, like, yeah, it's fine. We got what we got. But the multiplayer is just in such a sorry state. In, on back-end processes that it's insane. Uh, Nono says, Joe said, I think we need one year and need to cut uh, two-thirds of the campaign. I mean, yeah, th- it only makes sense. Briggs says, do you think future Halo games will be made? Yeah, absolutely. It's too big of a franchise. It's too big of a moneymaker. Briggs, you may, believe it or not, man, like, the franchise makes a shit ton of money. Okay? Not just in terms of the games. You have the books. You have the comics. You have the collectibles. You have the TV show like Halo as a conglomerate, as a franchise makes a shit ton of money. So yeah, they're absolutely going to make more games. 1000%. Um, and then Briggs also asked to answer your joking question about excited about the SSG overhaul. Yeah. I feel bad for collect obviously and suppressed for that matter, but yeah. Um, Winkler says, if you consider that infinite was barely a game when it was shown in 2020, and then in reality, we're playing a live beta. I think people will be more understanding. Clearly the six years since halo five were not spent wisely agreed with that. Um, and they're playing catch up now. So I don't think the current development team is to blame for the state. It is in today. It's still in its infancy. Winkler probably could not have said that better myself. Pretty good. Yep. Hit the nail on the fucking head. 
So no, Skillers, I don't believe that they should clean house. I don't. I think that upper management should be looked at because they have a proven track record of releasing broken products. You have Halo 5 and the sorry state of multiple issues of that game. You have Halo 4 and I mean, for all intents and purposes, I, th- I mean, from a casual perspective, the multiplayer is pretty, pretty all right. Um, but the story was lackluster, whatever it may be. MCC was literally broken. Like when MCC launched, it was literally broken. And then you have infinite, which again was not content complete and broken, which is awesome. So, so yes, like the title of this episode suggests, I, it is, there is infinite disappointment, but at the same time, if I'm going to bring this back into a semi positive note, there are some cool things that are coming down the pipeline that I am excited for. And as we've heard, those that work on the game do love the game, do love the franchise that they work with. And all I can hope is that all I can hope is that they put out the product that they are most happy about. That's all I can hope for. Pancake says, Halo is going to blow up. I feel like they're heading in a good direction. I've always been optimistic, but I actually feel good about this. Just hoping the updates will bring what they said. And then Briggs says, I feel like there needs to be some Halo convention to reignite uh, trust between the developer and the community. So Briggs, it's funny you mentioned that too, because uh, the Halo World Championship is supposed to be that Halo Fest, uh, like Halo Outpost Discovery was where, um, so yeah, I, I imagine that outpost may happen at some point down the line, but the halo world championship this year is literally called like a halo fest where there will be things for the campaign lovers, for the casual lovers, for the competitive lovers. Obviously it's a world championship, um, all together in one to bring people of all facets of the community together to celebrate the franchise, to celebrate, uh, Halo, what we love about it, the communities, so on and so forth. And yeah, I, I, you guys know, if you guys listen to the show, you know that we're not going to beat around the bush on shit. Like we're going to be real. We're going to talk about our honest opinions on stuff. And yes, the back end shit about infinite is bad. It's very, very bad. And we see pros basically every day on Twitter being like, why? how come no one said anything about this yet internally? And they'll add Unishek, they'll add sketch, they'll add whoever it may be. They'll add Tashi sometimes, even though he has no control over it. And because they just want to know what's going on. Not even, and they're not even asking like, when is this going to be fixed? They're literally asking, has anyone seen this yet? Is it acknowledged? Yes. Is it being worked on? That's all they want to know. That's all we want to know. It's so bad. Like a, the fucking, was it the, the snake bite screenshot where you had over 20,000 ping? Oh yeah. Something like that. Like now that's an outlier situation. Don't get me wrong. Like it doesn't happen to everybody in every single game, but like that, that's crazy. Or the amount of times that I see pro players getting unstable packet loss. Now 
in my personal experience, and I'll grant I don't play infinite every day, but in my personal experience, I've never had, I've never seen that happen to me. I've never seen unstable packet loss happen before, but I see in all these streams that I'm watching, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's so bad that teams are quitting scrims early. These connections are so bad. Typical. Oh God. Thank you. Thank you so much for that bullshit. You're welcome. We saw it. We saw it at the, um, uh, what the fuck was it? We saw it at the North American super where all these teams moved down to Texas to compete, to, to get as close to the server as they could. And there were still issues. Like, it just doesn't matter. The, the game's background systems are just so bad. It's unbelievable. So yes, while I am very, very excited for a lot of these uh, things coming down the pipeline in the winter update November, in season three in March, things I'm genuinely excited about, I still keep in the back of my mind that none of this, none of these things that are coming are going to make those background processes better until they fix those. And, you know, they're talking in that article about season three really being seasonality. Seasonality. The start. And the start of seasonality. If they're hoping that that's when things are really going to kick off, I just, like you said, the background processes need to be fixed. And that's what I'm hoping the updates bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and season three it really is that giant kicking off point that maybe brings Halo back into the spotlight and be like, oh, it's so good now, you know? Um, and we, we have more people come back to the game because we, we definitely need it. <sighs> see here. Uh, Briggs says, I wonder what other gaming companies are doing to avoid similar problems in the future. I think it's all planning, right? You got to plan for planning, testing, all this stuff. Um, taking the proper amount of time, right, to get things sorted properly. And he says, Infinite will be a textbook case of what to avoid in game development. I think a lot of studios have textbooks on what to avoid. <laughs> it's just whether or not they do it, you know? I think Halo Infinite... I think Halo Infinite's a test case of... too many hands in the cookie jar. I feel like they didn't have a cohesive vision on what they wanted to do and they didn't have the time to do it. And that's why I say when Joe came in, it felt like the tides were turning to a point where let's strip this shit fucking back. Like I get, I get it. You guys are probably working on some amazing stuff that would have been probably cool. But at the same time, we have deadlines to reach and they were they were very very late in delivering what we even got in the first place. So, okay. Um, Nono says not building their own engine that could have been a problem. Well, the funny thing is, is that wasn't now. Okay, I don't want I I don't want to sound too wrong here, but again, correct me if I'm wrong, folks. That they said that the slip space engine was built from the ground up, and I think it was learned after the fact that it wasn't. It's, it's a modified version of what they use for Halo 5. So, and we already know how well that went. Um, at least Heavy Aim's not a thing. Uh, that's a plus. <laughs> um, do you think, so from Briggs, if the pandemic didn't happen, would these problems be as prominent? Maybe not. 
I don't know. There's something to be said about that, though, because being in the studio, having cohesive thoughts, getting everyone on the same page is a big thing in development. It's huge. I, I feel like. Absolutely huge. But at the same time, if I'm really going to do this right now, if we're going to, like... People can be more productive from home. Look it at was, look at Bungie. It was shown. Look at Bungie. Yeah. Look at the look at the content that they've been able to put out while having a hybrid work schedule, or just working from home in general. They've literally launched Witch Queen in a pandemic. Now, granted, they had, for what it's worth, I'll, I'll say this: for what it's worth, they had a foundation for a long time with Destiny Two. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like they fully made that in a pandemic and released it, and there weren't issues. Like that's, there's something to be said. Every, every development studio, every team had different barriers to get through, different walls to get over, like different hurdles to jump over, whatever it may be. Every studio is different. Do not get me wrong. But infinite. Oh man. Oh man. Um, Nono says it was built from the ground up. Yes. But the structure and feature set were brought from the halo five engine, but rewritten. Okay. Well, there's that answer. If the pandemic did not happen, would these problems be as prominent? As prominent? No. Still existing? Yes. That's fair. Yeah. I I will say that if the pandemic did not happen and Joe did not come in, I think the game would be worse off. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I, I do. And like I said, I don't think he's some Messiah or anything like that, but like, I do think that Joe righted the wrongs of the ship and he's now trying to steer the ship in the right direction. We're trying to avoid a Titanic situation. Gotcha. I genuinely think that's what Joe is doing as being that presence within the studio. He is doing what Chris Lee was unable to do. And I'm sorry to name drop, but like, if you look at all, the previous news about that studio, the writing was on the wall about Chris and it just was not, was not it. So there's that. And then pancakes joked about Anthem and I was super excited about that game. Will can attest to that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I got fucking burned real hard about that one. Talk about having wrong predictions. Who boy, was I wrong about Anthem? Well, everyone was kind of pumped for it and it just didn't deliver. Yeah, it was Bioware's next epic RPG. What was there not? And you could be Iron Man. Like, what was there not to be excited about with that fucking game? <laughs> and then they released it. And we're like, oh no, there's no game here. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> game was huh. awful. The game, that game had a really cool, like quote unquote foundation, but like, well, that game's awful. Right. Um, I think I'm good on the topic. Any last or final thoughts you want to put in before we move on? Uh, hopium and copium shit aside. Do I think Halo Infinite will be better a year from now? Two years from now? Yes. Does it suck having to wait this long? Without a doubt. Do I think we should have waited this long? No. But we have to. And I think anybody, and I repeat it again, I think anybody that is going at the devs throats about all this stuff, you need to shut the fuck up, reevaluate your own personal life and situation and grow the fuck up. 
seeing all the comments on Reddit, seeing all the comments on Twitter. Just stop it. You're acting like a fucking child. And for all I know, you are one. What? Nothing. I was agreeing with what you were saying there. Yeah. But no, stop acting like children. Grow the fuck up. Realize that, realize that there are literal lives behind the scenes that create the experiences that you play. The experience may not be great. Okay. Let's be real. But there are real lives behind those screens that are making this. And yeah, I'll fucking say it. I don't think you can do better. So there you go. I'm excited about some things, but I know they're not going to fix the underlying issues of the game. And I hope those underlying issues get fixed. It's time for the regular news. Halo gear back to school sales happening right now. This is by Halo gear. You can go check it out. Uh, get some shit if you want. It's on sale. The yappening Halo Infinite event has been announced and is now live as well. The yappening has arrived and is ushered in utter mayhem. Will hey, mayhem. I'm here. Play Methane Menagerie to unlock new com- cosmetics and experience new game modes from now until September 20th. I've seen a couple comments in the Discord about being excited about this event because it's goofy, it's wacky, it's cool. Let me just say what this event is. And then for the folks listening, for the folks watching at home, will yourself as well. Let me ask you if you think this is cool or not. Fiesta. BTB. What do you think? Will? I'm not excited about it. It's not my thing. It's not my thing either. That was but I just I saw thinking. a banana charm. There is a banana charm, which and is your shit. I need it. He needs it. Luckily, it's a free pass, and it's going for two weeks, Will. Challenges, huh? Yep. And I will say, this week's weekly reward is fucking awesome, too. Oh, is it? I haven't, I haven't checked Go it out. Go to Halo's Twitter account. BTB Shoddy Snipes, huh? Yeah, so there's, so there's also additional game variants for BTB. Um, but yeah, you can earn some wacky cosmetics. You can buy some premium cosmetics in the store. There's that. The HCS skins and now more premium cosmetics in the store. Hot damn. Spend your money today. Mar says, uh, the Halo community will have to hold itself together and wait as long as it's needed. It sucks having to wait, but it's where we are right now. One day we'll get the full story on what the hell was going on in six years in Halo Infinite being developed. And sorry, wrote slow. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. You can always come back. Value your opinion. And then, of course, the August MCC update is live. This is by Alex Wakeford, and here's the bullet-pointed version. Five new Spartan Armor sets for Halo 2 Anniversary, the Golden MOA campaign collectibles in Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach, Acrophobia and Bandana Skulls have been added to Halo Reach, main menu background video customization. Hell yeah. (laughs) Why I was excited about that, I don't even fucking know. New Forge options in Halo Reach, 4 and 2 Anniversary, Career menu UI overhaul, post-match poses, because God forbid we need more customization options in that game. Uh, Unified subtitle improvements, live playlist hopper data refresh at weekly reset, season naming change to series, and bug fixes, of course. That's it for the regular news. Car Games Watch! The Seattle Surge have announced their roster. Will. They have. It's accuracy. The veteran is staying on the squad. Mac, Pred, and Sib are going to be on that roster. 
Okay. As well. And yes, Briggs, I know about that, but now it's official. So there you go. And then this I thought was kind of shitty, but also understandable. Uh, important announcement from 1047 Games about the future of Splitgate. Again, this is by Splitgate. They say, to our Splitgate fans, we cannot be here without your support. We pride ourselves on trying to be as community-focused as possible. We strive to improve our game and build a better future for Splitgate because of the enthusiasm of our fans. Thank you. Splitgate achieved a level of success that we could not have it anticipated and that few indie games are fortunate to reach. That initial success brought an opportunity to turn what started as a college dorm dream project into a AAA game that could stand toe-to-toe with shooters from the biggest publishers in the industry. This also meant that as we've brought on top-tier talent from across the industry, we spent a lot of our time trying to rework old content and systems that were originally built by a handful of people. We are, in a way, bailing water while also trying to keep everyone who uh, bought a ticket to board our ship happy while also trying to turn our boat into a rocket ship. After careful consideration and much deliberation, the 1047 Games team has determined that in order to build the game fans deserve and to build it in a way that wasn't trying to retrofit and live operate an existing product, we are ending feature development of Splitgate. We're turning our attention away from iterative, smaller updates and going all in to focus on a new game in the Splitgate universe, which will present revolutionary, not evolutionary, changes to our game. It'll be a shooter. It will have portals. And it'll be built in Unreal Engine 5. Oh, and it'll be free. We understand many of you will be disappointed and have a lot of questions. We want to be clear that Splitgate will remain online, as will your items and progression. In fact, we'll roll out a new battle pass on September 15th, and it'll be free to everyone as a thank you for playing Splitgate. Game support will continue, and there will be smaller updates and fixes to Splitgate, but the bulk of our focus will be on the entirely new shooter that we can't wait to share with you. This is a see you soon and not a farewell the 1047 games team. It's at least good that they're focusing on a new game and not just taking everything and leaving, so to speak. Yeah, they're not going away. Yeah. Very excited about that. But yes, it does kind of suck to see Splitgate go. Uh, They they did have a nice come up in the uh, esports scene as well. They did. So uh, here's hoping that their next title is even better, bigger, stronger than ever. And that's it for Cotton of the Games Watch, which means it's time for other games too. I should like try to get progressively more spooky as we as, get towards October. Oh, yeah, as we get towards Halloween. So for two months fucking straight. Uh, Will, what'd you play over the last week? Uh, I got my challenges done in Halo Infinite and I played some solo duo rank and almost... Well, I did technically break a controller, but not from playing. It just broke. But you said you got a use. new one. So yeah, I got a new one. What, what new one did you get? I went with the Elite Series 2 again because I loved it. Okay. The buttons seem to be more out of it now. Like, they're not as, like, if when I press the, the start button, like, yeah. it's higher. It's more tactile. Oh, okay. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it feels different than the, because I got one pretty soon after they released, I, fe- I think. Sure. It feels like it, maybe something changed. Maybe. Maybe it was it a QC fun. improvement. Who knows? Or maybe I just beat the shit out of my controllers and my buttons were all mashed in. But, you know. I mean, <laughs> as as would be known, I think you do do that too. So. I couldn't. I always. Both things can be the same. We're in fucking Kansas City. Yeah. 
you and Dave are chilling in the living room. And I'm like, I'm playing some infinite and I'm meleeing people. And you guys are making fun of me because my trigger. <laughs> oh yeah. How squeaky that shit was. Yeah. yeah. You so, can audibly, you could audibly hear it in the room. Like you could audibly hear it in the room across the room. You could hear his fucking trigger. Here, here, here. You know, like dude's making fucking bed thrusting sounds with his, with his trigger. Like it's insane. Just fucking, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Think so think about your parents having sex in the bedroom, not right? What? <laughs> and just, you're in the fucking, you're in your room. And you just hear, ear, ear, ear. And that's fucking Will's, that's Will's trigger. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, I finally got a new controller. Hell yeah. And did, that's the, did the trigger squeak? No, not yet. Thank God. Not yet. Keyword. Yet. Keyword. Yet. Yep. Good shit. All right. Uh, but that's all I played was Halo. Oh, wait. Oh. I had a rock band session. Sang, oh, nice. Sang my heart out. Any, it was fun. Any notable songs? Oh, gosh. Um, notable favorites? I, I picked some random ones at first. I, I don't really remember which ones I played. <laughs> um, <laughs> Breaks us to the sound get quicker. <laughs> well, we could shoot so fast, all right? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um. <laughs> but I did a whole Billy Joel set. Like, like I played like five or six oh, songs nice. of Billy Joel, which I thought was oh, just fun. Oh, oh, oh. I did Uptown, some Uptown, Girl. Uptown Girl, Piano Man, uh, um, Big Shot. Yeah, it was, it was fun. You were rich, girl. Um, What's up? Um, Rage. In uh, in chat, I was getting ready to read that fucking wall of a statement. It's always a it's always a, a little bit of text from Rage. Rage with the twenty five month resub says, "Oh damn, it's the quarter mark. This is quite the milestone, and it's such a clean number. Halo will be twenty five years old in a few years, and I swear to God, if Infinite isn't flushed out and amazing by then, I might have to do something extremely drastic for my sanity, like give Call of Duty another shot, or even worse, Destiny two. Please don't make me do this. Just make the game good, please. Praise Microsoft. They're always watching. <laughs> Brian, thank you so That's much for the resub. You get a woo! Also, hey, dude, the Destiny 2 waters are fine. Come on in. It's a fun time. There's always other games to play. And also, Call of Duty is going to be free on Game Pass. Well, I shouldn't have said free. It's going to be on Game Pass. Eventually. Eventually. Maddie, there he is. Maddie, we poured one out for you earlier on your shitty day that you were having, so I apologize that you're having such a bad day. I hope everything turns around for you. And he says, I drank the Destiny Kool-Aid. It's a fun time, man. It's funny because, it's like... It's fun until you run out of shit to do. Oh, Maddie's never going to have anything to run out of. Uh, it's funny because, like, Dave was getting things, getting groups made in, in our Discord for Destiny, and Maddie, like, Dave said that they're running Dares. Dares of Eternity. Oh, dares of Eternity. And Maddie's like, what's that? This is never fucking never heard of dares, which is fine. Like, I'm not blaming you. Like there's so many things that in that game that a lot of people have never dabbled with or heard of or experienced, whatever it may be. But yeah, I'm glad you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, Destiny two bored me into the ground on two separate occasions, but lost their goodwill. I, I can definitely understand that. Hence why I typically only play when there's new content to play. I'm, I'm done with my D one days of like, this was it. 
Like, this is all I'm playing forever. This is the greatest thing ever. I'm grinding everything. Fucking, I'm fine with doing strikes 50 times in a row. Like, I'm not doing that anymore. I have other things to do. So I just play with new contents out. Speaking of Destiny 2, I played that last week. Yeah. Uh, new content. I Yeah. Yeah, the new season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there's a weekly refresh, which means a new story mission comes out and play that. And I mean, not whatever. Like, yeah. So I play that for the, for the weekly stuff, a couple hours each week. Not bad. Um, I also played some Halo Infinite and I just helped Justin with his challenges. And believe it or not, I actually had a good night on that game. Nice. It was way better than the night previous. So. I had a lot of BS challenges this week. Yeah. You know, like 10,000 score in Rumble Pit. Ugh. Kill 20, Ugh. 20, 20 enemies in Rumble Pit I got done in my first match, which I felt pretty good about. But, you know. You um, but I, the challenges do make you play a different way. I'll just say that because yep. I got a lot of the oddball Rumble Pits. I'm like, perfect. I don't have to play the objective. I can just wait and kill people. Yep. That's, yeah. I I didn't get any ball time, but I got my score from exactly. the Exactly. That's another reason why I hate challenges. Ooh, but hey, match XP beta yes, is coming. The excited update. for that. Excited for that. Very, very excited for that. Uh, Marsa Destiny 2, honestly, is getting good with their storytelling. I'm pretty hooked on that and, uh, and the lore. I will say that the most recent season that just released, the story is not it, um, but the one previous was phenomenal. So I And I only expect things to get better because that is one of their goals. And that's the thing, too. Talk about a company, and I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade at Halo right now, um, but like, talk about a developer who says what their focus is and does act on it. And to me, that is Bungie. They, it took them a long time to get there, which probably means Halo is going to take a long time to get there too, but they are completely different, whatever. Uh, but no, they've, they've hit their stride. So very happy about that. And then also, um, I am one of the suckers that bought The Last of Us Part 1, um, which is the remake, uh, like rebuilt from the ground up, uh, The Last of Us, which originally released on the PlayStation 3, then came out with a definitive edition and now came out with the last of us part one. And it is still one of the best video games ever made. Um, and while I say I was one of the suckers that did buy it, uh, the reason why I did is because I love the games that they make. Um, I think the last of us part one literally is one of the best video games ever made period. And um, same thing I felt about with The Last of Us Part 2. Going back and playing The Last of Us Part 1, now having a daughter, really makes things hit more than when I originally played on the PS3 and then played the remastered version on the PS4. Like, things definitely hit a lot harder. And the game is remarkably beautiful. Like, it's just, if you, I'll say this. If you have a PlayStation 5 and you have never played the last of us, or if you're going to wait for the steam version, you have a, a, a nice PC with a nice monitor. Um, and you have not played the last of us before it's a no brainer. You should 1000% play it. It's phenomenal. Um, it is literally one of the best games I've ever played my entire life. And if you've already played the last of us before, um, and you have a PS five or you're waiting for steam or whatever it may be, believe it or not, I still recommend it because again, still one of the best games in my opinion. So there's that. Just plugging away at that. All right. Yeah. 
And then we have fucking, dude, God of War is coming out soon, too. Oh, Ragnarok. I know. Can't fucking wait, man. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yep. I just, the one thing I'm worried about yeah. is they took the three games and they jam-packed the last two into one. They're not going to make a third one. This is it. And they, well, I mean, they, yeah, they have said that this is going to be bigger and more expansive than before, so. I just hope it didn't get too condensed and we're missing things that should have been there. Right. But I agree. Uh, could be a lot of fun. I, I, the one thing I will say is that I do not see this being like a cyberpunk situation. Yeah. Um, I don't see this being an infinite situation. No, I'll be happy with it. I yeah. feel like what they set the groundwork for, for the first game will translate well into this one. And it's, Oh, I don't think Corey, wait. I don't think Corey Balrog could fuck it up. So yeah. I think he's, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, very much looking forward to that. And that's just, that's just right around the corner. So it's going to be a good time. So if you, if you have, I mean, in the other, Justin was talking about this too, is that um, I forgot about this is that it's also releasing on PS4. It's one of the last games that they're doing that for. So you, you, you still have an opportunity if you have a PlayStation four and you haven't gotten a PS five yet, or you don't have the means to get one, then you can still play God of War Ragnarok. And that's fucking awesome. It's pretty cool. So, and I imagine it'll come to PC at some point in time. It'll only be a matter of time. But that's all I played. Sorry to ramble on even further. Let's get into some shout outs. Shouts to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. That includes uh, Wonder or One Deer. I apologize for mispronouncing that. We have Hef, H2 Goat Cheese, and Skillers. Thank you all very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. And then Beth with the 28 month, Ziggler with the three month, and Brian with the 25 month. Thank you all so much for the subs. Again, just one last time, we'll give you all. Woo! Thank you very much for the resubs as well. Happy belated birthday to Ishii and happy birthday today to Celeste. Um, it's bittersweet on Twitter and uh, one of the admins of not only GT Halo, but of a lot of esports events that have been happening. So happy birthday to you, Celeste. Hope it was a great one. I think she turned 33 today. We still have a few more years to go till we hit that mark, but happy birthday to you. Community creations, Halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Go check it out. Um, I forgot to fucking include this, I think. Uh, we're 30, Briggs, by the way. I, th- I think I forgot to include this in a previous episode, but Dan Gaskin released his HCS Kansas City vlog, and I just want to put this as like a cliff note to the show here, is that I, that is exactly the type of vlog content that I want from an event. That was exactly what I wanted. It was goofy. It had things that they actually do behind the scenes at an event. And then, of course, it includes everything that they do outside of the event as well. Um, it was uh, it, it was awesome. It was, it was fucking great. So please go check that video out. HGS Melbourne 2022, there's a little short montage by Kazra. Go check that video out. We have Dear Developers, Please Listen to Pros by Shyway. Um, clickbait title uh, aside, and he even acknowledges that. Go check out that video. Um, a great rundown of the GAs that we have right now in competitive Halo. If you don't know what a GA necessarily is, if you want to break down on each individual GA, and then like how the pro players are not against the casual players, and then just like a plea to the developers as well, all while being constructive, all while being respectful. Go check the video out. 
Um, and then we have the 2022 community consensus. This is by Ascend Hyperion, and they state, Today, I launched my 2022 Halo community census. This short survey will yield a centralized source of data from Halo fans to be shared to the public and as an open letter to 343. Last time, 6,000 Spartans stepped up. Let's make it to 10,000. So if you haven't already, go fill out that form. Links included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show exclamation point show notes in chat or in the description of the YouTube video and or the audio version of the show on whatever podcast service you fucking use. That's it. That's all I got. Will, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor and plug in the show. Speaking of podcast services, Josh, we're on a lot of them out there. What? Major ones, of course, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify, and your favorite, Pocket Casts. Be sure to leave us a review and let others know about the show. It is greatly appreciated when we see those. Yes. Do it up. Uh, you can join our Discord, join the community discussion. Links, again, in the same place as Josh just mentioned a second ago. Yep. We have our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to find us on social media, search for HGS Pro Talk there. Yep. For VODs, check out YouTube, youtube.com slash HGS Pro Talk. We are live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Central, normally, unless there's a holiday and it's <laughs> Tuesday like today. Yep, that's true. Or in case something happens, we may push it, but we're yeah. here. Um, Go check out hsprotalk.com. Link to the merch in the top right corner. Josh got some new stuff up there. I, I guess it's about, what, three mo- three weeks old? Three, four weeks old now? Yeah. But, but newer. I also think somebody... Stickers. I think somebody bought stickers. I, I do. I do think somebody bought stickers. So shout out to the person who bought stickers. Thank you. Yes. And then don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. They gave us a little spot on their website. Feel a little part of the family. But make sure you check out EvolvedHalo.com. Your home for Halo. They have great shows such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, Halo Headlines, and Halo Gear Guide. Snag bought the stickers. Snag. Thanks, Snag. Thanks, Snag. And uh, love you. They're just fantastic people. You should definitely go take a look at what they have going on. Yeah, they got a lot going on. Um, all their show is basically lore, missions, Halo, uh, the, Her- the Halo show. They obviously discuss books in the book club, the um, Mega Block stuff, and then news stories on Halo headlines. Talk about a lot of stuff. So, yeah. It's all, all great. Go check them out. Hell yeah. And... That's all I got, Josh. Do you want to close it out? Send us, send us packing out of the show. Yeah, uh, I will say this was kind of a different type of show um, in terms of the topic that we had for this week. But I do want to just throw a couple things out there as like a little tease for the ending here. Um, but before I do that, Carnage says my cell service has been crap all night due to the weather, so I'm going to have to catch up with the podcast. Sucks I wasn't able to interact and be a part of the combo this week. Hey, Carnage. You can still interact in Discord, though, or YouTube or whatever you want to do. But, hey, if you want to be part of an active discussion after the show, just join the Discord. You can talk about it in there if you want. I think he did. There you go. continue. Oh, so the couple of things I want to add to the end of the show here before we close things out fully is that, one, um, Will and I talked about it, and we have, again, this is a tease, we have some big things planned for the new year. It's just a tease, but we have some big things planned for the new year. Just wondering how much you're going to 
spill the beans. No, right that's now. it. That's oh, it. Okay. That's all. It's literally all I'm saying. So get excited for that. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. Big things planned for the new year. You have to wait and see. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 251 of HCS Pro Talk. If you're tuning in live via Twitch, thank you so much for taking the time out of your night, for joining us, joining the discussion, keeping it civil, as always, greatly appreciated. And uh, we hope you, obviously, have a great rest of your night. If you're checking out the YouTube VOD, hello. Thank you for watching. Thank you for having it on in the background, whatever you see fit. If you're checking out the podcast audio version of the show, hello to you and thank you to you as well for doing as you do. Maybe you're even using Pocket Cast. Not an ad. Just really like the fucking app. You know what I mean? It's great. It's a great app. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week to talk about whatever the fuck happens. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun time regardless. Yeah, go play the go play the fucking yapping or whatever the hell is happening right now. Um and like I said, that weekly reward is actually kind of cool. So go get that weapon charm. Guys, we'll be back next week to talk about more shit. But until then, bye-bye.